0: Thank you for joining us on the Over the Line podcast. I'm delighted to have your company as always. I'm your host, Ashan Zain Singh, and we are joined, as always, with our good friend, Joran. Yaron, how good is it to have the footy back once again?
1: Oh, you're so good getting watched round one. Um, no offence, we did stuff up in the beginning of the tipping, but we made it up at the end. But that was a great round, seeing all the players performing an accent. action.
0: Yeah, oh, it was a great round, and... Um, you know, you mentioned the tipping. I started off zero from five. It was unbelievable. I think you were the same, weren't you?
1: Yeah, like, I did not expect, like, the amount of upsets was, like, crazy. You know, but at the end, we got some order of things. But, like, it does show the West of the season is so unpredictable. Anything could happen.
0: Yeah, that's it. And, um, you know, we'll obviously be touching on a few games. But, um, yeah, it's just good to finally have something back. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, you're busy from now to October, eh? Yes. Um, well, first thing that's on the agenda is um, injuries. Now, obviously, we have a stack of injuries to talk about. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate there are a few ACL injuries and um, injuries like that. One that sticks out to me, is Sean Russell. You know, it was his. I think it was his third game in the NRL. 19 um, years old, too. Yeah. He's still quite young. He scored a hat trick, and uh, he's out indefinitely. He's got—he's uh, sustained a fractured rib and punctured lungs. Now, how big of a loss is this for the Eels?
1: Oh, major loss. Like as you mentioned before, they have lost practically most of their wing players as well. So now they will have to go down the list trying to find some type of place for just another four, or three more rounds until SIVO comes back. Adamant, but like was Russell, he was going to be so good, it's going to be really damaging to his career. To his coming back to the things from like next year or the year after,
0: yeah, that's it. And um, he looked quite good on the wing to be honest, you know, he played, I think it was the first 30 minutes. But how solid did he look?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing is, he, he doesn't have like the speed, I will say, or like the body, but he just he knows he's thinking, gets the ball, he just runs it through. And he was really powerful, I was going to say. So I was really surprised as yeah, well yeah. because when I saw him name like, mm, are you sure? But well, he was actually doing really well.
0: Yeah. Him and Raka Blake on that side have a very good combination going. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but um, hopefully he'll be back bigger and stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, moving on to the next injury, and it's there's a few from your team, you know, from the Melbourne Storm. There are three big ones. Now, Brandon Smith out for five weeks. George Jennings is out for the season. And so is Christian Welsh. Now, Brandon Smith, let's start with him. Five weeks without, you know, potentially one of your best hookers and forwards. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Oh, it's not going to be good because technically he would be in the hooker, but we do get Harry Grant. So that's kind of okay. But then he was then going to fill in the world number 13. Yes, we did brought source King and he did was okay, but he's no Brandon Smith and he brings out the enthusiasm and that confidence in the whole team. And you see the whole team wise like as you see in the first five minutes of the game, Storm was doing so well, so it's going to be so hard to fill in the gap. But the good thing is, it's not a permanent in, injury, he does, he can recover and come back in time. So he's out of waiting to see,
0: yeah. Five weeks, you know, and um, he's just. Not only is he an amazing player, but for the younger lads coming up, he's a great leader. And, you know, I'm guess- I'm guessing a lot of these players really look up to him. So he's a big loss in that sense. Um, Christian Welsh, you know, he's out for the season with an Achilles injury. Now, it's big for Queensland and it's big for Storm. It's one of your big leaders as well. Now, um, how are you guys going to recover from this?
1: Uh, it's going to be tough because... Thing is if you think of your props and all that Kristen wells is very like underplay. no one really mentioned him but he's wall to the storm system as well mm-hmm. that he's always supporting he's always there he's already putting the hard yards and he's always had that late offload that does really well having him off is going to be really hard especially that he was the captain and the leader and if you think about the people that's going to replace him you have kenny Bromish, Jesse cesty sorry you got him and then you have nelson those two, uh, Nelson isn't always good. Because he comes in, like, for 20 minutes and he puts so much effort. Now he has to come in regularly. Yeah. So you lose that, like, explosiveness. Exactly. Yeah, so it's going to be a massive problem. Only thing is, with the Christian Wells injury, there was talk that he could come back in the final season and he could help out there if he does heal, but very unlikely.
0: Yeah. Well, fingers crossed that he comes back stronger as well. And, uh, you know, George Jennings... Another winger who's out for the season, an ACL in round one. Man, I feel bad for Melbourne Storm.
1: Yes. Yeah, John Jenning, He did got injured last year. This year, it was a whole clean slate. Got to work with Wemmy Smith. But got injured. He was so sad. But yeah, Storms is like not the best start. And the thing, good thing is there's 24 more rounds to go. So they can always have time to improve.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's still heaps more time um now sean johnson you know it's his first game back at home for the warriors uh i shouldn't say at home but it was for the warriors and uh, he sustained the pec injury now he's out to around five and round five or round six um you know he's just come into this warriors team and from what i saw he played quite well you know Mm -hmm. it's obviously a big loss to the warriors and um how do you think they'll recover from this
1: yeah, Sean Johnson was really good. I saw like the like what, rubber kicks that he was doing, and he was like really good. And he was seen up twice. So having enough for like, five rounds or four, it's like it is a big loss. We do get Wolves back, but we do prefer having Wolves and Sean Johnson working together because they have never done that before. Yeah. So it is going to take for some time. It's a big loss, but good thing he is coming back.
0: Mm. And it looks like he's finally enjoying football again. You know, it's good to yeah. see him playing well. Um, some other injuries uh that you know we probably won't go into as much detail of is Josh Hodson, he's out for two weeks with a minor knee injury. Uh Moses Leota, he's out with a shoulder injury until around midseason. And Dallin with Tenny he's out with a finger injury. And it's looking that he'll return around round eight to round ten. So um, you know, that's not the whole list, but those are some of the big injury concerns. Uh, from this round one. Now, earlier, we were talking about how we were 0 from 5 in tipping. And um, a big reason that we, are, uh, we were 0 from 5 is because there were just so many upsets. Now, what was your biggest upset of the round?
1: i got to say my biggest upset would be the Worcesters versus Knights game. I did not expect Worcester to fall down that much. Actually, I made me realise it because of the preseason games that were like the very top of the game and most of the good players wasn't playing. So, technically, this was their first game, so they were very rusty, but I did not expect a like, nice influence smashed smashed them up.
0: Yeah, and it, it was it was a good turnout by the Knights and, um, you know, Dan Gagor had to get onto the score sheet first. It was good to see him back at Knights and tearing up the defence like he always does.
1: Mm. It's also so we don't they don't really need Ponga. That was like a major mm. surprise. He was like, Ponga did show it up, but not that much. Like GaGa and everyone else did really well.
0: Yeah, and a special mention goes out to Jake Clifford. You know, he he was just amazing.
1: Was oh, yeah, that one him. away try that he did—that was good.
0: Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh. um. Now looking at some of the games from last round, uh, Broncos and Rabbitohs. That's Probably one of the games that stuck out to me the most. And I think going into this game, a lot of people expected Rabbitohs to beat the Broncos. Now, obviously, they lost Black Taff quite early uh, before uh, the kickoff. And so Josh Mansell came in, and I think it was Alex Johnston who moved to fullback. Yep. Now, but, boy, Broncos were just amazing. Albert Kelly, how good is he?
1: Oh, the, the defense, the halves, the backs. It was like all working together. It was like no Broncos thing we ever saw for like the past three years. So it really gives so much hope. In terms of the Ravillos, it's very poor disappointing. You can clearly see they were missing like the Adam Reynolds, the missing the Literal Mitchell because like they were going left, they were going right, but they were not making up anything. It was just moving the ball. Mm-hmm. There was no clear direct, no clear, clear game strategy. So they're very lucky now. Hopefully, next round, when Luttrell Mitchell comes back, there'll be some sort of order.
0: Yeah, hopefully Luttrell brings back a a bit more stability. And, you know, you mentioned they were just moving from right to left, left to right. It just shows, you know, there's an inexperienced coach that they have in such a young team. You know, it's not like if Bennett was there or if he was still there. I reckon, you know, they would have a bit more creativity and, Know a lot more options when going into attack, but you know, there just wasn't anything really.
1: Yeah, I feel like he will give a very stern talk to Cody Walker. He is the experienced like half, he should have got more on the ball, but I did hurt. He did got injured, I think, halfway through the game, so that's why he wasn't that much involved in the game, but still could have done a bit more.
0: Yeah, and it's a good chance for him to actually step up and you know, make himself into a big leader. but you know, there's still a lot of time left for this Rabbitohs to improve and, you know, find their good um, ways and attack. But we just have to wait and see. One thing I want to go back to is Kurt Capewell. now he had a field goal. You know, it was his first uh-huh. game and he's just banged it over.
1: So he's now the Pullman kicker, I think, now for Broncos. I did not expect that. Like I, the last play was a like, complete mess. They were going there. And then they start, just passed to well and just got the ball and just kicked it. I'm pleased sure that no one expected that. That was like nice. Happy for me because it's my fantasy team, so I got the extra points, but like that was nice.
0: Oh, uh, now he can, he's looking like he's really enjoying a life at Brisbane. You know, he's obviously playing well for the Broncos. And in his post match interview, it just looks like him and Kevin Walters just looks like they have an, they have a good vibe in this team.
1: Mm, that is very important as well because Kirk right, well, he is technique experience. He's played State of Oz and he was from the Panthers team that just won as well. So it's very important to have that really good relationship and he does so on the field as well and he performed really well.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, moving to the first game of the rounds. And um, so this was the Panthers and the Seagulls. Now we were sitting here last week and we were talking about how close. This game might be, but boy, Panthers, they fielded such a young team and, you know, they still managed to smash the Seagulls.
1: Yeah, I just, Seagulls was just completely lost. You know, they just, I think so. Panthers just took the same game plan from what the Storms did. They just contained Turbo so much, they just couldn't come up any twice. And like mm. DC, he wasn't able to kick to save them at all. So it's like Seagulls really got smothered. I think for the next couple of seasons, they're not like completely goneish. They can always beat the lower side team, but for the top side team, they need to find some other avenue, just not to allow Turbo, but like have some other players to help out.
0: Yeah, because it's becoming a bit too predictable. You know, we saw it last season. The players were just going to Tommy and, you know, or to Saab. But I think teams have finally realized, you know, that those are the main players and, we really need to shut them down.
1: Yes. Any work on that?
0: Yeah. Now one player from the Panthers that stood out to me was Isaac Targo, and boy, what a performance he had.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so he was on the center as well. He was replacing, I think, Matt Burton as yeah. well. So he did really well getting the ball, passing into um Kyson, I think.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So he did really well, and he's very young as well. So he, after a couple more games, he's going to get so much experience and do so much better.
0: Yeah. Now he's definitely a threat for this Panthers team going ahead. Um, now the last game of the round was the Bulldogs and the Cowboys. Now this game, it went right down to the last minute. Obviously, there was a disallowed try, but um, firstly, well done to the Bulldogs for winning the first game and. You know, going into this match, I don't think many people believe that the Bulldogs could win this. What are your thoughts on this game?
1: Mm, yeah, I totally agree with what you said, son. Like, during the preseason, there was some worries about the Bulldogs. They did lose a couple of games. Turkey only played one game, and the other game was a washout. So it was kind of worrying. In the game itself, both Cowboys and Bulldogs made so much errors. But the thing is, the game was still good, not just because they were scoring all the tries, but you saw them trying to compete with each other as well. And when they did score, it was so good, especially that, like, Hammers call, even though he got disallowed, that was still, like, a good effort play, I would say.
0: Yeah, it's a game of millimetres, and it was just offside. It's mm-hmm. very unfortunate.
1: Yeah, I feel like he's still in. It looked like in, but, like, he's offside, he's offside then. <laughs>
0: That's all right. It's another point in uh, tipping for us. Yes. But um, one uh, sort of thing on Instagram, and it was uh, Josh at a car. And I think the players were having like a little break and they were, you know, hands on hips and everything. But he yelled at his players and said, you know, this is not break time. It's time to keep moving. And it just shows, you know, he's got the captain's um, mentality in him. And I reckon if the Bulldogs are to do well, It'll, it'll be on the back of Josh Car. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, so I think from the indigenous games as well, he was the captain of that too. Yeah. He did like a good job. Of course, in this game, don't want to be mean to Adokar, but like he wasn't performing as the best. I think just because the places he got the ball as well, he wasn't able to use his speed, use his foot well to get around. Yeah. But you can when he was getting the ball out of out of from the end zone, he did really well. And as you pointed out by the pose, really shows like the captaincy and leader that he's trying to promote, especially from that storm system he was part of and he's bringing into the Bulldogs. So it's really good of him to do.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, it would just be impressive to see how far the Bulldogs go. Cause honestly, I don't think many people are betting on them to even make potentially the top eight or even the top six, but you know, I guess we just have to wait and see.
1: Yeah. We have to see.
0: <laughs> now, who was your play of round one and what was your um, round game of the round?
1: Uh, my um, play of the round was Kobo from one Coach. He was a wing player. He was replacing Xavier Coach. And if you compare those two, that's nothing like Xavier Coach. He the speed, he has the heart. But Kobo, he put so much effort. He grabbed the ball. He was able to run. He got out of the end zone. He was really good. He scored, like I think, one try, I think, or there's some tries. Like he was so good. And I felt like in the Broncos game, he was really man of the match material.
0: That's mm, not a bad pick. So it looks like Kobo's on your good books. Is he in your fantasy team as well?
1: Um, unfortunately he's a bit too expensive, which is kind of will, <laughs> but unfortunately not. That's
0: all right. You've still got many more rounds to go. And um, you know, well done to Kobo for a good performance for the Broncos. And uh, what was your game of the round?
1: Well, my game of the round will have to be the Storms and Tigers. Not just because I'm a Storm fan, but just because the amount of injuries the Storms had, they were still able to like get up and beat. But I had to give credit to Tigers. In the first half, they were putting a lot of fire. They were winning. Only problem is the second half, they did just die down. I feel feeling that's going to be a common trend for the rest of their season. So I feel they do sense that.
0: Yeah. But um yeah, Storms really did put out a good performance, and um it just makes you wonder how far can this Storm team go? You know, they've lost a few big names, but they still have a few big names coming in, you know, and Nick Meany was amazing, Uh, and I think it was Saturday night. But um, so my game of the round was actually the Eels versus Titans. Now, this game had plenty of tries in it, you know, and um both teams played some amazing football, but I think it just came down to experience and, um, I guess you could call it chemistry. You know, the Eels have been playing together for a long time and they just knew where they were and the passes came off like anything. But, um, one thing that actually surprised me is Titans were able to, I think, put on 24 points against the Eels.
1: Mm, now, so.
0: David, David Fafita looks really good, didn't he?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like the last five minutes of the second half, and then the first ten of the second. Um, yeah. Sorry, last five of the first half, and the first ten of the second half, they were able to just get the lead. It was crazy, and then the second half, heels. I think they only scored three penalties.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it's three penalty kicks.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, both teams did really well,
0: I would say. Mm. And uh, the Titans are looking really good for this season. So, and you know, I reckon they can dig quite deep this season. Um, my player of the round was Sean Sullivan from the Panthers. You know, it was his first game for the Panthers, and um he just looked like he was playing there for a long time. You know, he was obviously replacing Nathan Cleary, but he he played really well and I think he got subbed off early or late in the second half. But um hopefully there's no injury concerns there. But uh I think the Panthers are in good hands with all these young players.
1: Yeah, he, he looked like like a mini Nathan Cleary You When they did like a bird's eye view, saw so when they were trying to score twice, you can even see him move from left to right, trying of help Dwyer as well. So it was so good, and also give you very good hope during that state of in period that Panthers yeah. always suffer in. They at least have someone to help out. So that gives them good hope.
0: Hmm, looks like they have some good depth in that team. Um, now looking ahead to round two. Now, the first game of uh, round two is Storm versus Rabbidos, and it's probably one of the big games to watch because Latrell Mitchell is back. Now, it's your Storm against this rabbido's team. I wouldn't say, you know, they are in form, but break this game down for me. What do you reckon about it?
1: Well, one good thing for the Storms, they get the monster, they get the Grants back. But, of course, as we mentioned in the beginning, they are losing three other players. So in terms of the storm sort the of situation, they want to perform better and trying to, trying to start off well and increasing that effort throughout the whole game. While well, the Rabideau's point of view, they do get a trell Mitchell, which allows Alex Jones to come back to the ring, which is his preferred position. But we did saw the half-pairing do well, and the forward pack, they did kind of lag behind a bit as well. So... This game, there's a lot to improve, like, prove on, and like, whoever wins it would do really well. But to be honest, it's, it's, it's going to be a, I think so, maybe a tight game after the first 20 minutes, and then it's going to blow out to one side.
0: Yeah, I think whichever team scores first would go on and win this game. But um, one thing that surprises me is uh, Josh Mansell. Now, he did score last week, and this week he's sitting on the reserves. Do you think that Josh Mantle is worthy of starting in this Rabbitoh's team?
1: I would say no. No, fans, but like, they, he didn't jump for the ball, didn't compete for the ball. He just stood there waiting for the ball to come. And especially Storm's team, you have Xavier Coates and you have William Smith also. They're going to be jumping for it. So he's going to be terrible. I think, I know he's old and expe- like, and all that, but like, I feel like he does need to try to jump. He needs to try to put some pressure on the other team to grab the ball. And I think if he does, then he will get his position back.
0: Yeah. And um, his, oh, the wing is full in Melbourne Storm. are quite full, like you mentioned, Coates and Remus Smith. So Jackson, Paulo and uh, Tane Mill, they'll be in for some some action, let's say. Yes. <laughs> Now you know Latrell Mitchell coming into this Rabbitohs team. How much stability does he bring? And you know, obviously leadership-wise, how much does he, how much does he have to offer for this Rabbitohs team? He
1: just gives a massive presence. Like when he grabs the ball, you know you need at least two or three players just to stop him. And all that he gives that person off, which they did lack last game because like you with the fullback and he had the ball, you can just send one guy at him. So the term is like he gives you the power, he can give you the aggression, and he will give you twice around. Of course, I think the term is in the back of his mind, he knows what happened last season after the Manu incident. So he will feel like he does need to like repay his debt and try to perform well. So I think so he will do well in the first game and a couple more after.
0: Okay. Let's hope he doesn't get suspended anytime soon either because nope. need- Rabideaux need him. Yes. Now moving on to our next game of the rounds, and it's um, the Roosters up against the Eagles on Friday night. Now, this game, you know, obviously both teams are coming from a loss. Um, I reckon this ga- this game will go right down to the wire. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, we don't want to say this is a do and end all sort of game, but it, after the first game loss, this is kind of it. This yeah. is going to go down the wire, as you said, because. If you look at both teams, they are having a full squad as well. So there's nothing really depicting between them. So it is going to be a tight game. I have no idea who's going to win. And when I'm trying to do my tipping, I'm still confused which one to pick. But it's going to be a tight game. What do you think, Scott?
0: Yeah, like you mentioned, I reckon it'll be very tight. You know, and when it comes to tipping, I reckon I'll lose this one. But um, I think it will be a battle of the backs. You know, you've obviously got Tedesco and uh, Trebojevic as fullbacks. And whenever they come up and, you know, help out in attack, I think whichever fullback comes out and helps in attack, they will give this side an extra edge. And um, I personally think the Seagulls might come out with a win in this. You know, they didn't play too poorly against the Panthers, but um, I think they're capable of bouncing back. Regards to roosters, you know, they they obviously have a very strong team all around the pitch from forwards to the backs and even the bench. But I just think they're lacking just something. And I don't know what it is, but there is something that they're lacking. And once they get once they, you know, improve together, I reckon they can be a real strong force in this competition.
1: Did you feel like they used Joseph Manion a lot last game?
0: Yes. You know, Manu offers a lot in attack and even in defence. And, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he's just a good player overall. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I, he is a good player. I was just, throughout the game, I barely saw him go any touches. Yeah. So I'm, I feel like that extra thing that they need, I think he needs to be more open to just move around the field, not mm-hmm. to stay in the wing, stay in the centre spot. I feel like that will help them out more. Because if you look at the seagulls' intersect, they have Dylan Walker as well. So the second he comes in, they're going to help out DCE, yeah, as well. So they're going to have a lot more ball players. So I think so, Joe Shimano, he needs to come into the game, get more involved to help
0: out. So would you say, you know, if Joey Manu comes in a bit more, gets more involved, would it give the Roosters a potential of winning this game?
1: Yeah, I would say it would give him a massive. Because if you think about it, you get Luke Curry, he will then pass to Sam Walker, then Walker would give to Manu, and he will either give to Topu at, at the end as well. So you get that ball playing as well. Also, you know he's a good runner. He can he does really good like left step, right step sort of stuff as well. So I think he's just gonna help out, especially if you think the half-pairing, they're very inexperienced, so you do mm. need help.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. And um now looking at the forwards, you know, for both teams, who do you think will come out on top? Because they both look very strong.
1: Yeah, I can't really tell anything apart. I think they're both strong. I think the only difference will be the experience. The Worcester's forward pack, they have been set up over and, and they just played more games. So I think so. They will come on top because of that. But I still think it's going to be a tight game for the forward pack.
0: Yeah. And um Mm, You can swing either way. What's your tip for this game? Mm,
1: I'm going to say that hmm, I'm going to back. um, Who should I back? I'm going to back. Three, two, one. Roosters. I think Roosters may come in top.
0: Roosters. Okay. I'm going to back the Seagulls for this. And um, I think Turbo will score two tries. Mm, Nice. (laughs) Bold, Bold call. Now, one of the other games that pretty much has captured my attention and it's going to be the Dragons versus the Panthers. Now, Dragons last week we saw and they played some amazing football, you know, without the likes of Tarek Sims and uh, George Burgess. How much, like, do you think Dragons need these two forwards to come back in after last week's performance?
1: I would say, yeah, it would be great if they could. But, of course, what they're adding back is, like, Jack DeBone and they had Jack Bird as well. So they are having really good players. And also they're having Moses Membai has 14. So I think the Dragons team itself is very young. They're going to do really well. Only problem is they're just going to go up against Panthers. I know Dragons are going to lose. But I think I know why you pick this game very interesting. It's just because of the young players and you don't know what's going to happen and they're going to do something really amazing. So this game is going to be really nice to watch.
0: It will be. And um, I guess you can never write this Dragons team off. And even from last season, you know, they will step up at the time that you write them off. You know, and the likes of Tyrell, Tyrell Sloan and, you know, Cody Ramsey. These players are just They're amazing, you know, and they're still so young, and they've got a lot to offer. But you know, like you said, they're up against a very well-oiled Panthers team, and it's going to be very hard to beat them.
1: Yeah. Good luck to them. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Now, obviously, uh, Panthers have lost Moses Leota. How much is he? How much of a loss is he to this side?
1: I would say he is a big loss, but we do have Liam Martin. He's technically kind of the same player. Only thing is, um. The he is much more of a bigger and much more stronger person. I don't think they do lose like a lot because they have a lot of really good forwards in their side. So I think they'll be okay.
0: Yeah. And I'm guessing your tip is the Panthers? Yes, the Panthers. I come with you for that. I reckon we can agree on that together. Nice. Now, moving on to um, the last game of the weekend and that's the Bulldogs up against Broncos. Now... Both teams are coming off winning performances last week. What do you, what's your analysis on this game?
1: I'm gonna say this game is gonna be really good. I won't say it's the same level as the Bulldogs and Cowboys, but I will say it's a, a step above, I will say. Because in the Bulldogs sort of eye, they are improving their forward path. They're getting to be the guy junior. You always know he's always good with the offloads. So it's gonna give them much more ball pain. Also, Burning and I think so. they now have a bit more experience. They're going to do a bit more better. And Matt Dufty, you was so good last game. Mm. I think he's just going to carry experience over with Brett Nadine as well. So I think Bulldogs are all good. Broncos, exact same thing. Their forward pack was so good. And their back is going to be even more stronger because you have Alan Reynolds. So this game is going to be really good. Even though technically we do think this is like the lowest side, the sides are very strong, so it's going to be a very tight game. I'm not be surprised like the margin is going to be like 6 or 12 points.
0: Yeah, and um, I agree with you for most bits there. You know, regarding Matt Dufty, I think he was one of the um, players who went under the radar last season, you know, because he was in a team that didn't do too well. But um, Matt Dufty has a lot to offer when it comes to defence, and I think we saw that last game, and, you know, if he plays well, and, um, and if you a few of the others, you know, Josh Adekai, if, they, if both of them play well, this Bulldogs team can be a real threat. Um, Tavita Pangai Jr. comes back this round. And uh, like you said, you know, he's just uh, he's a beast to have in the forward pack. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Broncos, they've changed their fullback. So Tessin New comes back and uh, Jermaine Asako moves to the reserves. Jermaine Psycho is a weird one. Now, you know, obviously there were rumours going around earlier this season that the um, Eels wanted him and they wanted him as a winger. Now, if you were Psycho, what would you do? You know, would you rather come in occasionally and play as a fullback or would you want to move to the Eels and potentially have a regular time as a winger?
1: Uh, To be honest, I will still stay within the Blanco system. He's going to be the next fallback. I can't see him as a wing player, so I will wait. The only reason I will go to Eels is that later on, when Gato do retire, don't want to don't want to spread that rumor. But when he does, then you have someone to replace him. But I think for now, I will stay within the Bronco system.
0: And obviously, next season he's moving to the Dolphins, the Osaka. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I guess he can stay in Brisbane. Easier for him. Yeah. Well, one thing I'm interested to see is uh, the half's pairing. Obviously, Albert Kelly and Adam Reynolds. To me, that looks like it'll be very strong. You know, that partnership will be pretty strong. What do you reckon?
1: I would say good. good. I would maybe like to experiment with Tyson Gamble and Adam Reynolds. I was kind of expecting that pairing. But i got to say, Albert Kelly, he does have experience and he did really well last game. So it would be interesting seeing him as a number six I think so. we'd only see him in number seven, I think.
0: Yeah. And um, last week we saw him have a few runaway opportunities. I think the first one was a forward pass. But, um, you know, when it comes to attack, I think both players complement each other very well. And, um, yeah, just got to wait and see. Who's your tip for this match?
1: i got to say, I'm tipping to the Broncos. I just think Adam Reynolds is going to really step up and he's going to perform and going to carry the team all the way.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Broncos with this in this game. And I think it'll be another big performance from Kate, uh, Kurt Capel you know, in the forwards to, because, you know, he's up against the likes of Jack Hetherington and Pengai Jr. and the rest of and the four pack for too. the Bulldogs. Yeah. For Vaughan as well, and um, look, it'll, it'll be a good game to watch. Bolt, uh, Billy Walters is on the interchange bench. Listed as number seventeen, he had a good performance last week. I'd say,
1: mm, yeah, he did. Um, he did really well as the number six. I to be honest, I did not really haven't seen him play that much before. So it was, he was doing really nice. He got out of the ball, he passed, he won, and he was a really smart to play to Albert Kelly. So it was really good. I am. I'm okay with him number 17. I think it was going to be either him or Tyson Gamble just to be another, like another intersection to help out the halves. So he's, that would be good.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Billy Walters and I think he has a bright future ahead of him. And, you know, he's obviously got the likes of Albert Kelly and Reynolds to look up to. And it's not a bad um, role model to have in that team. Hmm. Uh, so what do you reckon what's your match of the round and uh, which game are you looking forward to the most
1: I gotta say my match of the round in most in, to be honest my originally my match of the round was going to be Titans and Warriors only probably Sean Johnson is out which is going to be kind of sad but to be honest my round, match of the round would be the Seagulls versus Roosters just because they are trying to Come back in the season, they're going to try and improve themselves. And also both sides are very strong. So it could be anyone's game.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, that, that would be a good game. And hopefully the Seagulls come top, But uh look, you just gotta wait and see. My game of the round would be the Titans and the Warriors. Uh, Reese Walsh is back at fullback. Um, and Ashley Taylor thing plays his first game for the Warriors. Uh, I reckon Titans will come come out on top. You know, Jaden Campbell played amazing against the Eels and um, so did David Fafita. I just think the Titans have too much power within the team to Mm. lose this. But, um, yeah, before we end today's uh, podcast, one thing I wanted to touch on is Tarek Sims. Now, you know, we've talked about him quite a lot on this podcast for multiple reasons. Uh, one of them being he's probably one of my favorite forward players. But um he's he's been linked to your Melbourne Storm. Now, what are your thoughts on that? You know, as a Melbourne Storm supporter, what do you think about Tarek Sims potentially coming into your team?
1: Oh, he will do an amazing job as a number 10, I'll say, especially think about currently now. We are losing our number 10, Christian Wells. So it'd be a very good trade-off. Yeah. Also, for next season, they're moving off to Dolphins. Like, nearly half what pre-called Storms is moving away to Dolphins while you keep stealing them. But, yeah, so I think Tavisim coming to Storms will be very helpful, and he's going to be really used as well. Yeah. So, I think, like, please join the team.
0: And, um, you know, him coming to the Storm, there are obviously a lot of young players coming up at the storm. He can be a good leader. You know, we've seen what he's done at the Dragons. Um, I'm I'm obviously a big fan of him going to the Storm, and I reckon he can just offer a lot when it comes to attack and defence. You know, he's going to be in the same pack as some of the biggest players in the whole NRL. You know, big Nelson's there, and, you know, like you said, uh, Christian Welsh, but he's obviously injured. But, um. Yeah, I just think he'll do well, and it'll be good to see him play some regular football again, or rugby, I should say. Um, it is Craig Bellamy's five hundredth game for the Storm. It's going to be interesting because you know we've seen the tough, we've seen the rivalry that he's had against the Rabbitohs over the past few years. But, um, you know, it would have been better to see Wayne Bennett up against Craig Bellamy in his fifth, mm. 500th game. But uh, we're not that lucky, are we, these days?
1: No. That's the thing. Yeah. I think if Wayne Bennett was in the Rabbitoh side, I think that would be a very nice game, nice way to send, send off Craig Bellamy for his 500th game. But I feel like he did so well for the past couple of seasons for Storms and he's going to continue on doing well.
0: Yeah. You know, let's touch on that quite uh, for a minute. You know, we've seen Melbourne Storm over the past, oh, more than past few years, but, you know, I think it's since 2005 or something. We've just seen uh, Storm dominate, you know, the whole rugby league. Now, you know, with the team that they have this season, do you think that Bellamy has the power to do what he's had over the past few seasons again this year?
1: i say definitely. I feel like this side will be the same spot as it always are. They're going to be in the finals, either in the grand final or the semi finals. And I feel like Craig Bamley knows this season is technically going to be the last season as well, because yes, he did use lose like Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, Cooper Kong along the years. But like next year, you're losing so many players. It's going to be very hard to come back from it. So I feel like Craig Bellamy knows this is maybe the last season and I feel like he's going to put so much effort into it.
0: Yeah. And um, like you said, you know, next season and onwards, they'll probably hit more of a rebuilding phase. And by the looks of it, they've got some very good young players coming up. So um, it'll be quite interesting to see. Yes. Um, well, that's it for today. Uh, thank you for your time today, on.
1: Thank you, Sean.
0: No worries. And... Um, you know, thank you everyone for tuning into our podcast for today. We hope you really enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at over the line underscore and feel free to shoot us a DM if you have any questions that you want answered on our show. Till next time everyone, stay safe and bye for now.